Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Phillips Levin of the 1012 podcast here. If you've been listening to this show for a while and thought, you know, if that guy can do this, then so can I. Well, you're, you're probably right. And it's worth giving a shot. The one question you're going to ask yourself is, how do I get my podcast out for everyone to listen to on iTunes, on Spotify? Well, you're going to need a hosting site. And if I may make a suggestion, go with Anchor. It's easy and it's free, which is great for podcast hobbyists uh, who aren't exactly expecting this to make a lot of income, especially starting out. Anchor is fantastic. Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need in one place. It has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your show on listening platforms like we mentioned Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And again, it is totally free. It's fantastic. It is what we use. And if it's what we use, it's what we're going to suggest to others. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started with your podcast. Sad day for sports fans, because one of the pillars of sports media is just getting put through the ringer. I am Philip Slavin, and this is the 1012 Podcast. The podcast that covers all 10 teams in the Big 12 Conference. Chris is here, but he had to run, so I'm taking care of the intro on my own. This is Friday. That means we are making picks for this week's game, and we do have a guest picker. Before we get to all of that, look, I am not the biggest fan of Sports Illustrated. I didn't grow up a sports fan. But just we weren't. That's not the kind of household we were. But I know there are plenty of people who grew up uh, all the way through their teen years collecting every issue they could and hanging on to them, digesting all the amazing work from so many uh, great writers who have who have come through the halls of Sports Illustrated. Now, as I said, I'm not the biggest Sports Illustrated fan. I've always had a hard time with them ever since the 
um, let's call it illegitimate expose on Oklahoma State of some massive football cheating program. Say what you will about it beyond that. There are a lot of great people who are working there, and they're getting screwed right now. Um, They've had massive layoffs. There's a new company that has hired them and is essentially trying to turn Sports Illustrated into SB Nation. Uh, The guys who are now in charge of it used to run Scout.com, and if you uh, know anything about Scout.com, it got run into the ground by the guy who's currently trying to run Sports Illustrated. So it is a sad day um, for what was a very highly respected piece of journalism. Look, I, I hate watching layoffs in media. I understand lots of people don't like the news and don't like media and fake news and blah, blah, blah. I don't care what you say politically. There are so many people who work in media who are doing the best they possibly can, believe in what they do, and do a hell of a job. And when those people are put through, let's be honest, shit like this, it frustrates me. They'll find landing spots. Uh, The Athletic is going to be able to bring in a lot more amazing writers to join their staff. Again, if you're not signed up for The Athletic, you really should be. It it has taken the spot as the best source for sports journalism. It's worth every nickel. But it's it's a really sad day to see what Sports Illustrated is going through. And, and I, I feel for every single person there who's who's been laid off from what was um, most of their dream jobs. I mean, people grew up with the dream of working at Sports Illustrated. They got that, and, and now it's been taken from them, and that sucks. So, enough about that. Obviously, it's Friday. We're making picks. Five Big 12 games. We've got picks for every one of them, including a non-Big 12 game, Mike Schneid, who runs Mike Drop Sports and covers Cincinnati for Down the Drive. The Cincinnati SB Nation site is joining us to be our guest picker today. Had a lot of fun with this one. Uh, I'm still trying to get ahead of Chris. Despite a three and two week last week, Chris went four and one and just built his lead. So uh, before we get to that, if you're not signed up for ESPN Plus yet, I, I know there were some technical difficulties with the Oklahoma State-Kansas State football game, but look, they're working on those. I haven't had any issues watching the women's sports games that I like to watch. I like Oklahoma State women's sports. I can't help it. I like the women's soccer team. It's fun. I was, I'm actually watching them play Kansas right now, and they're up one nothing. Haha. <laughs> we'll see if that lasts. Point is, it's really good. It is. And I understand if you don't love having to pay for all these different things. I get it. I really do. There's, there's lots of things that annoy me I don't want to pay for which is frustrating because they have things that I want to watch. I just don't want to pay for more things to watch other things. But it's it's definitely worth your money if you are a fan of the Big 12. And obviously you probably are if you're listening to this show. And since there's going to be a ton of men's and women's basketball games on there this season, you want to get signed up. So go to our Twitter account at 1012podcast, T-E-N, the number 12, the word podcast. Find the tweet pinned to the top. Click the link and get yourself signed up and enjoy all the Big 12 now action on ESPN+. Plus. So just run through that again. Go check out our Twitter account at TEN, the number 12 of the word podcast. Click the link in the tweet pinned to the top. It's $4.99. You're signed up. You get all the great Big 12 Now action. So, of course, it's Friday, and that means that we are making picks. And we have a guest picker. Now, let's just go ahead and update the records thus far. I, I, I hate doing this. Whatever. Um, I am currently 10 and 19. Chris is 16, 12, and 1. And our guest pickers, after our uh, our pro last week went a whopping 1 and 4, uh, are now 10 and 13. So maybe this week's guest picker can do a little bit better and help our guests get back on the, the winning side. Uh, Mike Schneid is joining us today as our guest picker. Mike, welcome to the 10-12, man. Thanks. Wow, I didn't realize the expectations were so low. 
I feel like there's a lot of pressure on me now that I really, really need to come through to support these guests. <laughs> yeah, I mean, up until our, our professional came on, the guest, <laughs> just not to throw him under the bus, it was a, uh, he actually predicted that he would have a bad week and we'd have a good week, and that's what happened, so I'll give him credit for that. Uh, but, uh, Philip, I, I was busy doing so. What, what did you say my record was? 16, 12, and 1. All right. And what's my non-Big 12 record? You're currently undefeated. You've not lost a non-Big 12 pick yet. Oh, wow. That uh, Okay. I, I'm not keeping track or anything. I, I don't know. Uh-huh. Sure. Okay. Um. So before we get to picks, I, I do want to talk about this is we're, we're at week six. Somehow we have already hit the midway point of the season just about. Um, for, for many teams, including a few Big 12 teams, this will be their sixth game of the season. So I want to get your opinions on on this. And Mike, as our guest, I'm going to let you go first. What would you say so far when it comes to the Big 12 is is the one thing that has surprised you most about the first half of the season? I'm impressed by Kansas State. Uh, I'm surprised. that they're. I know that they haven't really played a tough schedule, and obviously they had a tough loss last year, well, last week. I, I just didn't think they'd be very good. And they are, they are averaging 36 points a game, which seems extremely high for them. Uh, yeah, they're just they're putting up a lot more points than I thought, and I think I had them on MikeDropSports.com. I think I had them pegged at four and eight this year, so they're already three and one. And I'm also impressed by West Virginia, who they're not as bad as I thought they would be. So it's, I, two teams that I thought were in a coaching transition, or that are in a coaching transition, are better than I thought through four games. Yeah, Chris and I both were pretty down on Kansas State and have been, I would say, impressed so far uh, at, at their start. Chris, uh, what's the one thing that surprised you the most so far? Well, Kansas State, up until last weekend, um, Kansas State was the biggest surprise team uh, coming out of nowhere. They were my preseason number 10. I'll eat curl on that all day. They are not the 10th uh, best team in the conference uh, hmm. I think this week will go a long way to finding out exactly where they're going to fall in the conference, but they're the, the biggest surprise. Um, the shocking, most uh, inexplicable thing of the season is probably all the injuries at Texas. It's just, you know, we, we've covered it quite a bit, and it still just blows my mind that one team in, or in two position groups can just be so thoroughly decimated. And for that team to still be competing at the level they're competing at, it's incredible. Yeah, I'm curious if those injuries on the defensive side of the ball will play into this game with West Virginia this week. So for mine, yeah, we, we've talked a lot about some of these new coaches. I was on the Texas Tech could reach a bowl game bandwagon before the season started, and, and technically they they still can. They're just they're just two and two. They've got Oklahoma State coming to Lubbock this weekend, and um, spoilers, I don't have Texas Tech winning this weekend, and, and sitting at two and, and three. I mean, I know they still have games against Kansas State, but they're a lot better than we thought they would be. Um, Kansas, okay, West Virginia, better than we thought. And and they still don't have Alan Bowman. I thought Texas Tech would look better this far into the season, and they have really disappointed me. And again, I understand that Bowman wasn't available for OU and won't be available this weekend. And Alan Bowman, to me, was the reason I thought that they would be good. But they still, even that, that Arizona game was really disappointing. I thought... I just thought we would see better performance out of Texas Tech at this point, and I just I haven't seen what I thought I would in year one. Well, losing Alan Bowman is not doing any favors. No, it's not. So speaking of Texas Tech and Oklahoma State, why don't we start there? Let's let's make that our first game uh, for the day for picks. And Mike, as our guest, I'm going to let you go first. Now the the current line on that game, 
Uh, Oklahoma State is currently a 10-point favorite. They opened as a 7-point favorite, and the over-under is 63 in that game, though you can also get it at 63.5. I don't know why you would. So, uh, Mike, what's your pick here? 10 points. Does that seem low to you guys? I feel like I'm going with Oklahoma State, and I probably would have if they were getting 20 points, if they were giving 20 points. I don't like the way that Texas Tech looked last week against Oklahoma. I know it's still Oklahoma. You mentioned that they're dealing with the QB injuries. I just love Oklahoma State's offense. I love what Hubbard is doing. I love Tylen Wallace. And I know it's a road game, but I just think they have way too much firepower. They should win this game by at least three touchdowns. And if, I don't know if we're doing over-unders also, but I'll go over because I think Oklahoma State scores at least 40 on their own. Okay, okay. Uh, Chris, what, what's your feeling here? You know, last week it was, what, 27 points I think Oklahoma was favored by, and I thought that was low because I thought the the rest of the country uh, underestimated the impact of losing Alan Bowman on this team. And what we saw last year is what we saw last week. And it <laughs> the, the Red Raiders are lost on offense without him. And in fact, they look lost, you know, out in Arizona on offense. The defense is improving, but it's not enough. I don't understand this line at all. I think it's way off. I like Oklahoma State. That's, It's almost so far off. It's a little bit scary. Like, what, what does Vegas know? Um, but, yeah, I like Oklahoma State to cover this pretty easily. Yeah, so we've, we've got a consensus here. because, And I really thought about taking the over because I, I agree, Mike. I can see OSU putting up 40-something. I do think Texas Tech's offense will look better this week with Jet Duffy at quarterback, um, with them playing at home. But even with that, it's an 11 a.m. game in Lubbock. And this isn't a shot at Texas Tech fans, but I can't imagine they're all that excited at this point where the season has been going. And 11 a.m. games, it's hard to get any fan base to really just show up. And and after the start they've had, I can't imagine that they're really excited to be up and at the stadium ready to go at 11 a.m. I just, again, defense has improved. I think the offense will perform better. I like the over here, but I'm not going to take it. I am going to go with Oklahoma State here as well. Yeah, it... (laughs) Like I said, unless we're just missing something completely obvious, uh, I just don't understand that line. So I'd be surprised. You know, I, I don't know who's taking Texas Tech in this one. Yeah. I mean, oh, Texas Tech's defense is giving up 179 rushing yards a game, uh, and they haven't met Chuba yet. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I have a feeling uh, Hubbard's going to feast and uh, and Oklahoma State's going to gonna win this one by at least 14. And that's my thing. Like, the, the 10 line... Like if this was fifteen sixteen, I I might, I, you know, I might kind of consider playing the over instead, but at ten points, that's just it just feels too easy. Yeah, I mean the money's clearly coming in on Oklahoma State. That's why the line has moved. I'm surprised it opened as low as it did. Uh, I'm surprised the line hasn't moved more. But maybe this is a case just like last week. I I figured after last week it might have been fixed, but where the rest of the country just isn't valuing the loss of Alan Bowman. Apparently not. All right, so let's let's move on. Um, let's go to the the big. I say the big. Let's go to the big spread of the day. Oklahoma is traveling to Lawrence to face Kansas, uh, and Oklahoma is currently a thirty three point favorite. Though you can get this line at thirty two, uh, and the over under is currently set at sixty seven and a half. Uh, Chris, why don't you go first on this one? What what's your pick here? Well, I mean, <laughs> I took Oklahoma last week, and it was a big number. I'm going to take them again this week. It's a big number, but. This is a game they might have that covered by halftime, uh, probably by the third quarter at the very least. Uh, maybe a backdoor cover threat here, but 
I mean, Kansas is just so up and down. I They're not a team I believe in, especially against the Sooners. The Oklahoma is just so good, and they're getting better. And my, my biggest concern in this game doesn't even have to do with Kansas. It has to do with Oklahoma's matchup next week and if they start looking ahead. Yeah. Uh, Mike, what, what are you thinking here? Yeah, a lot of the same thoughts. I actually I hate huge spreads. That backdoor cover always worries me. But I actually don't think that they're going to be looking ahead. I think if they're looking ahead, it's from the standpoint that they want to make sure that they are as crisp and sharp as possible, which is why I don't think you're going to see that typical fourth quarter letdown where Kansas puts up like 21 straight garbage time points. I think Oklahoma keeps their foot on the gas the whole time and takes care of business before next week. I'll go Oklahoma. Yes, yeah, so the, the thing here is, can Kansas score enough points to even keep it within 33 points? Um, obviously, Khalil Herbert, the, the Kansas' best running back this season, is gone. He has left the team. So their their best offensive weapon is gone. Obviously, they still have Puka Williams, but he hasn't looked like himself so far, uh, even behind what I think is a, is a decent offensive line, which means they're going to have to lean on... Puka, and they're going to lean on on Cart- the arm of Carter Stanley and wide receiver uh, Andrew Parchment. And I just, man, I, I don't, I don't. Just I, like I get Oklahoma's the f- defense yeah. was too much for Texas Tech, I think it's going to be a lot of the same this week. Too yeah. too, too fast. I, I do wonder if, man, I, it, I hate that line. I agree with you, Mike. 33 is such a big line, and I could see OU winning. And here's the thing. If OU wins by 32, they win comfortably. But then, you know, you're screwed picking Oklahoma to win by 33. And it's such a like, how do you win by 33? Um, you almost need them to win by five touchdowns. Uh, or, or I tell you what, uh, just so that we're not just all in agreement here, and because that line is so big, it scares me, I'm going to take Kansas. It's not that I don't think OU's not going to win by 30. I'm just going to lean towards OU wins by 30 as opposed to 35 in this one. So I'm going to I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Kansas in this one. Obviously, OU's going to win big. I just, I don't know that they win by 33. I that love it. makes that makes me feel really great. Uh, Kansas is one and four against the spread, so uh, good luck. I do like Oklahoma by thirty five. What's interesting is Yahoo has this line at like thirty five and a half. Ooh, ooh, hmm. No, that'd be that'd be good. That'd be a nice line to have. Yeah, I'll stick mm-hmm. with I'll stick with Kansas on the side of this one. I just I think OU wins big, but I don't I don't know if it's by thirty three. Uh, all right, moving on to what I consider is the second most interesting game this weekend in the Big 12 slate. TCU traveling to Ames to face an Iowa State team that has kind of disappointed uh, at this point in the season. Uh, at the moment, Iowa State is a three-point favorite, and the over-under is at 43 and a half. Uh, Mike, what are you taking here? I'm going with TCU. I liked them before the season, and I liked them to break out. I think that Kansas game last week was kind of a get-right game for them. I think they took out all their SMU loss frustration on them, but I think it was a way for them to kind of build momentum. They got that a good win against Purdue earlier this season. I just There's something with Iowa State because I was high on them too, and I don't know, maybe they missed David Montgomery, Hakeem Butler, but they're reeling a little bit, and – I know that they're at home, but I'm going with TCU. Um, I've I've been really torn on this game uh, because I, I don't think Iowa State's been able to run the ball well, which means it's going to put even more on, on on Brock Purdy. And I don't think Brock Purdy's had – no one stepped up. And, and you're right. No one stepped up to fill the role of David Montgomery or Hakeem Butler. They've got some a, a lot of different guys who are doing things. But kind of like when you have three quarterbacks, you don't have one. They've kind of got a situation where they've got three running backs, but they don't seem to have one. Um 
I, I really have gone back and forth here. I really considered playing the the under 43. I'm I'm going to go ahead and take Iowa State. I don't want to overreact to TCU's performance against Kansas. Obviously, Kansas went into that game and found out like the day before they weren't going to have Khalil Herbert. I think that really threw things off. Um, and I think TCU was able to take advantage of it. So I'm going to go ahead and say that at home, uh, Iowa State's defense does enough to slow down a really just inconsistent TCU offense. I think we have a very low scoring game like we've had in this series the last couple seasons. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and take Iowa State to to cover that three and, and get the W here. Well, I disagree. I am going to take TCU on the road as the underdog. Um, I I look at Iowa State and I wonder what they've done outside of just housing Louisiana uh, Monroe. What have they done? They, you know, Northern Iowa took them to triple overtime. They lost to Iowa. They they lost last week to Baylor in a game that they had all the momentum there at the end. They they could have won it, but they they couldn't stop Baylor when it mattered. And you know, there's one stat or one stat line that I really like in this game, and it was last week eight for eight for eleven, a hundred yards and two touchdowns. Max Duggan is coming into his own. We saw real progression last week. Uh, from from his first career start. And we have to remember this kid's a freshman and he might make mistakes against this Iowa State defense. But I like that he's getting more comfortable. He he did so well. He was pulled in the first half as TCU just cruised to the win. And I, I think TCU has shown us more. Uh, ESPN FBI really likes Iowa State, but I like I like the Horn Frogs. I'm going to take the underdog. I mean, I can't argue with this pick. I, I I hate picking this game. This is the one I've had the most trouble with because I've, I've really gone back and forth and back and forth. And I, like, part of me says, and my gut's like, I think TCU probably pulls out this upset. But then there's part of me that's like, at some point, I think Iowa State has to get this figured out. Um, you you are playing at home. I just, I'll I'll go with with Iowa State here, but I don't I don't feel good about that pick. But I don't feel good about picking TCU either. I just this feels like it could come down to a a one point game, and I just. Yeah, yeah it's know. a tough call. It's a tough call. And anytime we're opposite, I feel a little bit better about it. But yeah, 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 yeah. All right. <laughs> All of uh, this is going to come back and bite me eventually. I, I know that, but I'm going to write crossed. it out until it does. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Texas traveling to West Virginia. We, we mentioned earlier that Texas dealing with a lot of injuries. Uh, there's their top wide receivers missed against uh, Oklahoma State. They've had a bye week. Maybe maybe uh, Colin Johnson will be back. Obviously, they have a lot of injuries on the defensive side of the ball. Um, Mike, at the moment, Texas is a 10.5-point favorite. Over-under is at 61. What you got here? I like Texas to win outright, but I'm taking the points with West Virginia. I said before that I liked Oklahoma. I think they're going to keep their foot on the gas, that they're just going to get ready for next week. I think Texas is the opposite. I think Tom, I don't like Tom Herman. I think he's a very cocky, aggressive coach. And I think that they are going to be looking ahead. And I think they're going to get punched in the mouth a little bit by West Virginia. I think they, the Mountaineers hang, hang around. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Morgantown. I have as a fan, it's, as an opposing fan. It sucks. As an opposing player, it must be even worse. <laughs> With all, Austin Kendall looks pretty good. And know there could be some bad blood from his time at Oklahoma also that he might be a little bit extra motivated to play well so I like Texas straight up but I'm going with the Mountaineers in the points all right Philip I'll let you go first oh awesome. okay yeah I've had a hard time with this game I, I think 
because I do think Texas wins. I don't I don't think West Virginia has enough to win. I don't think Texas is going to look past West Virginia enough to get upset. But I do agree on could they be in a, a tighter than expected game? Could Texas just win by seven? Um, I, I could I could see that. Uh, with a 2.30 kickoff, the Mountaineer fans are going to have plenty of time to down as much moonshine as they can before they hit to the stadium. I... I'm going to go ahead and say that West Virginia's taken steps forward. Um, Neil Brown has, has made some comments regarding if whether or not fans are going to show up for games at this point, because I think they're a little concerned about that. I think, I think Texas covers here. Not by much. I think it's a 13-point win, 14-point at most. Um, but I, I'm going to go ahead and say that Texas, Texas covers the spread. Interesting. I, I'm, I agree with that. I like Texas. Uh, West Virginia just I I know they're three and one, but they haven't impressed me. They they barely beat Kansas, who just got housed by TCU. I, uh, you know they they beat NC State. They lost handedly to Missouri. I think Texas is the more physical team. Clearly, look at the injuries. Uh, I I do agree with you, Mike, about uh, Tom Herman. He is a very aggressive coach, and traditionally, the game before their Red River Showdown has been very tight for Longhorns. But they've also been playing Kansas State. I think West Virginia is a little bit different. I, I think their uh, their issues of, of kind of being a rebuilding year for them, I think they show in this game. And, and I like Texas to win this by a couple of scores at least. Uh, apparently the authorities do not like that pick. But <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, I definitely like uh, – no, I like the horn. I like the, the Longhorns. So I'm going to take them. Yeah, one one thing I will note, I think West Virginia has the worst offensive line in the Big Twelve, and Texas has a has a solid defensive front. A lot of the injuries are coming, you know, in the in the secondary with the DBs and linebackers. I I do think, I think Texas is going to be able to get to Austin Kendall a lot, and mm-hmm. and I think that's that's what's going to help them could cover the spread. Um, okay, so before we get to our game of the week, which is Kansas State Baylor, let's hit our our non Big Twelve picks. Um, I will I'll go ahead and go first on this one. Um, there's there's I've I've gone back and forth between a few games. Uh, I know SMU is a is a 13 point favorite over Tulsa. I think SMU should win that handily. I think uh, I think Utah State LSU is a 27 and a half point favorite over Utah State. I think that game could be closer than that. But there's one game that just as soon as I saw the line, it really stuck out to me. Minnesota is currently a 14 point favorite over Illinois. Uh, Illinois is two and two. They've lost to Eastern Michigan. Uh, Minnesota is four and zero. Oh, but but here's the deal. Minnesota is the worst 4-0 team in the country and could just as easily be 1-3 right now as they are 4-0. This is the team that could finish 6-6 or could finish 9-3. They have not beaten anybody so far by more than 7 points. So even though they're at home and Illinois is not great, I think Illinois gained a little bit of confidence in that Nebraska game that they almost lost. I don't think it's going to be where they come from with a hangover from having lost that game. I think they're going to have a little confidence. I think Minnesota is shaky. I I think Minnesota will probably still win this, but the idea of them winning by two touchdowns, I just I I don't see it. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Illinois on on that up and, and the the over 14 there. Mike, I'll, I'll go ahead and let you go. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the game that means everything to me personally. I write for I'm a Cincinnati Bearcats alum. I write for SB Nations. Uh, down the drive that covers Cincinnati, and I'm taking my Bearcats outright over UCF in a battle between two teams that probably should be in the Big 12, 
The game is Friday night. It is in Cincinnati, which is why I give them a slight edge. It's a really tough place to play. Uh, Cincinnati actually played Oklahoma back in 2010, and Bob Davey was calling that game called Cincinnati an SEC environment. Of course, we ended up losing that game, but it's a tough place to play, and I think UCF will finally get their mouths shut, and they will lose to Cincinnati. I think the spread is three and a half, but I'll go Bearcats outright. Yeah, that's it. That's a fun pick. I've seen a lot of people picking that as an upset pick. That is obviously the this is coming out on Friday. That'll be tonight. I'll tell you right now, I'm watching that game. That is that is one of the better games this weekend, and it's on Friday night all by its lonesome. I'm I am excited to watch that game. Yeah, it's great that the American gets those games on Thursdays and Fridays. They can get the spotlight to themselves and everyone can buckle down and watch all the all the real teams, as you guys would say, on Saturdays. <laughs> all right. So Chris, what do you what do you you have uh, you have yet to lose a non-Big 12 game. So what is what is the game that you have chosen to keep your streak going? I am 5-0, and and I'm going to take someone else who's 5-0 and against the spread, and that's SMU. You mentioned this game a minute ago. I was really crossing my fingers. You were not going to pick that game. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, uh, I like SMU in this. We've seen both teams. We, we saw Tulsa against Oklahoma State. They weren't very impressive. We saw SMU beat... TCU and now they're in the top 25. I I think SMU is is straight up just the they're a much better team. Shane Bouchel, obviously we've seen a lot of him as well. He's a very capable quarterback there uh, for the Mustangs and they are favored by 13. I like him to win by a couple scores, so I'm going to take uh, SMU to to get the cover. A couple of American games. I actually think uh, SMU is is got a really good chance to come out of the their division there in the American conference and face probably the winner of, of mm-hmm. UCS for, uh, for Cincinnati. Yeah. Mike is someone who, uh, who covers, you know, Cincinnati and the American world. Do you have a, do you have a play on this game? I'm just curious your thoughts. Yeah. I like SMU. I think they, I mean, they've been really impressive. They have an awesome running back, Xavier Jones, who I think he's tied with Chuba Hubbard, 10 touchdowns each. Michelle has been amazing. Um, yeah. The offense is just really clicking. I would take SMU with points against just about anybody at this point. Anybody in the American, I mean. Yeah, I I like the American. I think they play some really fun games. When SMU and Memphis face off, I'm going to be watching that game. That should be a that one should be a lot of fun. All right, so let's wrap up with our game of the week. That is Kansas State facing Baylor, and it is by far the the closest game of the week spread wise for the Big Twelve uh, at the moment. Kansas State is a one-and-a-half-point favorite over Baylor. Uh, obviously, the uh, Bears headed to Manhattan to face face the Wildcats. Uh, Mike, what's your feel here? Yeah, it really is. It's the toughest game. I mean, one-and-a-half is typically one of those spreads that you give to the home team. So I wonder if Baylor was home, would it be one-and-a-half for Baylor? This is, I don't know. This is a tough one. This is a toss-up. This is the hardest one that I thought about I'm going with Kansas State I started off this show by talking about my love for them and how impressed I've been with them Baylor has kind of just gotten by in some of their games I think the big thing to watch on this game is that both starting quarterbacks Skylar Thompson and Charlie Brewer have yet to throw an interception so whichever defense can break the other team's quarterback and get that first interception I think that team's going to win and I think Kansas State will pick off Brewer and they'll get the win all right. Uh, Chris, what's your feel here, man? I'm actually going to take the other side of this one. Uh, yeah, uh, K-State was very impressive to start the year. 
But that is when they had Malik Knowles at receiver. Without the star receiver, we saw what happened last week um, and, against Oklahoma State. Kansas State, I mean, without without anyone for Skylar Thompson to to throw to without a downfield threat, I think that really limits their offense. I, th- I think that helps the Baylor defense just kind of target to stop the run and, and then dare Kansas State to, to stretch the field, dare them to, to beat them through the air, and I think that plays into Baylor's hand. Uh, I, I like the Bears in this one. I think they have the better quarterback. Uh, the only thing I don't like about this game is it's on the road for them, but uh, yeah, give me Baylor. So I've gone back and forth. I agree on the Kansas State not having Malik Knowles and, and how bad the offense looked against Oklahoma State last week. That said, they are at home, so I expect them, the offense to, to rebound and play better. Um, Baylor, weird and interesting stat is giving up twice as many points in the fourth quarter defensively as they are in the first three quarters combined. Um, we saw that almost cost them against Iowa State. Um, Kansas State kind of seemed to find some offense in the fourth quarter against Oklahoma State. All that said, I'm about to do the one thing that Chris doesn't like. Uh, I'm not taking the line. <laughs> I'm betting the under. And I can get this, that the, the consensus is 49, but I can get this at 49 and a half, and I'm going to, and I'm going to take the under on this game. I, I was listening to somebody today who basically said that Kansas State is almost essentially a, an option team that throws the ball more, which I found really interesting. And, and going back and, and really looking, as much as they like to run it, they, the only teams in the country who run the ball more than Kansas State are all option offenses. Um, Baylor is not a team that likes to move at a speed of light. Kansas State is certainly not a team that likes to move that fast. This line opened at 54 and has dropped to 49. I'm going to take 49 and a half because I can get it. And I'm going to take the under on this game. Uh, I'm looking something up real quick because uh, I, I looked this up before a couple days ago. And I just want to make sure that I'm actually correcting this before I say it out loud. And I am. Baylor is 25th in stopping the run. Now, a lot of that is who, who have they played. But uh, like I said, I think that plays into Baylor's hands. I, I, I think the Malik Knowles loss is bigger than a lot of people realize. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just, uh, just going to be too tough. It is my least confident game. Uh, in the, in the pick that we do, uh, it will be my one-pointer. Yeah, I, I think I like Baylor in this game more. But I feel so much more confident about the under than I do either side mm-hmm. that that's what I that, that that's the one I want to go with. That's what I feel more comfortable picking. All right. I mean, I can't argue with that. Okay. I know you hate over unders. You you think they're yeah, that's an easy one. I mean, I I it's if weird they're so easy. I, everyone I would just get them right. I understand. All the time. Yeah, I I get that. I I get that. And I don't mean it as in like it's literally easy. I just think that like having to pick a side against the spread is like that. That's the challenge. I, I guess that's how I look at it. But if you're my, my, picking an under in a Big 12 game, that's something. Yeah. I mean, this this is basically a Big 10 game. This isn't a Big 12 game. Baylor and Kansas State at this point are not. It's the same thing when TCU, you know, I almost thought about it with TCU and Iowa State because that's two defensive teams. And, and this is kind of the direction it feels like some of the Big 12 teams are going, you know. And I just, I, I don't, every game's not going to be 65 to 59 anymore. I just. Just the way these two run offense, and I think they both have good defenses, and they're both going to want to run the ball. I just, I see a, I see a low scoring game. I do. I got something I, along I, the lines I, of I like 24 like, 21. You know, they locked, a, they locked a rule up with the contracts extension. I like the team to respond and go get the win for them. Yeah. I think I like Baylor in this one. I just feel better about the under. 
All right. Uh, this has been a ton of fun. I'm really excited to watch some of the games this weekend. And, and, and Mike, I'm very excited to watch your game tonight. Uh, as someone who covers Cincinnati, I, I, you know, there's, obviously there's not a lot of Cincinnati blogs, but you guys are, are the best ones. So do me a favor for everybody who wants to check out your work covering Cincinnati and the rest of the work you do on Mike Drop Sports. Where can they do so? Yeah, absolutely. You can follow me on Twitter at M-S-S-C-H-N-A-I-D. Check out MikeDropSports.com. A lot of great football articles there. And then uh, from a Cincinnati standpoint, at DownTheDrive on Twitter and DownTheDrive.com for all my Cincinnati Bearcats articles. Just just to piggyback real quick off of your UCF and Cincinnati should be in the Big 12. Uh, I'm more of a Cincinnati and Memphis from a geographical standpoint. Also, I live in central Arkansas, so having Memphis in the Big 12 would be uh, – it's a two-hour drive. It would be very convenient for me. I would enjoy that. But I have been a – West Virginia needs a more geographic rival, and having Cincinnati would be nice for them. And I love that rivalry. I missed it. That's why I, I want them back. I want something back, whether it's West Virginia or Louisville. I mean, give me that. I, I miss going to Morgantown. You guys enjoy the games this weekend. I am looking forward to them. And uh, hopefully I can gain some ground on Chris this weekend. I've got plenty of opportunities to. We are, let's see, one. I, two, I'm bound one. to crash and burn at some point. Well, we, I, we're just, technically I, have I, four I, different. So yeah, I, I'm, just, way too, I'm way too confident going into this. At some, point, at some point, I'm going to beat you, and I'm I'm going to take advantage of that week and just just. You had a good week last week. You did. I went three and two. I had no complaints yeah. about this. You just went four and one. <laughs> I finally have a good week, and you're over here like getting the better one ever. All right, everybody, enjoy the games this weekend. Uh, happy Friday, and we'll talk to y'all again on Monday. Hey guys, a couple of things before we go. Just a reminder, make sure you're subscribed to the 1012 podcast so you don't miss a single episode during the football season. Two, rate and review the show. Five stars, please. It helps guests get the word out about the show to other people. Plus, we just like to know what you like and don't like. Just if you're going to give us one star, let us know why. We appreciate it. Don't forget, if you want to be part of our first mailbag episode this month, shoot us your question. You can DM us on Twitter, at 1012podcast, T-E-N, the number 12, the word podcast, or you can shoot it to us in an email. That's 1012podcast, T-E-N, number 12, word podcast, at gmail.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.